0: Hello and welcome to Rethink Retail's year in review. And boy, has it been a wild year for retail. When I think back to the beginning of the year, I'm truly amazed at how much this industry has changed. Just two months before the Javits Center in New York City was transformed into a temporary hospital, we, along with thousands of others, gathered to hear, see, and learn about the future of retail at the National Retail Federation's annual Big Show, which, perhaps in a twist of irony, it was branded 2020 Vision. We heard thought leaders from the world's biggest brands like Starbucks, Adidas, L'Oreal, Sam's Club, and Target. We dipped our hands into complimentary candy jars, got some conference swag, and joined the scores of other journalists for lunch in the press room. And after day two wrapped, my colleagues and I took the jaunt over to Hudson Yards, where we were preparing to host a fabulous dinner and panel discussion at Neiman Marcus's beautiful in-store restaurant. We made new friends with our table mates and we shared new insights we heard at the conference. After the discussion, we exchanged business cards and LinkedIn usernames as guests gathered for some final drinks and we were delighted. The following day, I visited a few retail spaces in the area, including the Levi's store in Times Square and was excited to get to see an in-store tailor actually embroidering stitch work onto a pair of jeans for a custom order. Then we hopped over to the Glossier flagship in Soho, and I climbed these stairs to find myself immersed in a world of cotton candy clouds where matching products and performative customer service were woven together to produce a shopping experience that attracts beauty gurus from near and far. I found myself questioning more and more the narrative that physical retail was dead because within each store tour i saw the opposite was true retail was very much alive and buzzing all around us The next week we returned from NRF and we were super inspired by everything we saw. We wanted to see more. We had a ton of events that we planned on covering and attending that unfortunately were canceled due to COVID. You know, we are ready to push back against the doom and gloom narrative about physical retail. So much so that my team and I got to work producing a print magazine showcasing the best and brightest brick and mortar stores across the globe. And we invited tens of retail influencers to cast their vote for which stores they thought deserve the most recognition across a variety of categories. And it was really coming together as a, just a beautiful piece. And then... Our last topic, and we can't escape this, we have to go over it, is the coronavirus. The corona pandemic is definitely the elephant in the retail room right now. There's just no avoiding it. There's also been about 8 million people who have lost their jobs in China, and that's only in February. And tensions between grocery workers and their employers have been on the rise as COVID-19 pandemic continues to place new hardships on these essential workers. Nearly 75% of companies are experiencing supply chain disruptions due to transportation restrictions related to COVID-19. My wife went to the grocery store this morning and they didn't have meat. The COVID-19 situation has exposed just how globally connected all of our supply chains are. In the United States, more retail businesses have had to make the tough decision to furlough workers amid statewide lockdown measures. Starting this week, Best Buy will furlough 51,000 employees. Marking the first major bankruptcy since the onset of the pandemic, the preppy apparel retailer J. Crew and U.S. luxury retailer Neiman Marcus filed for bankruptcy last week. When the pandemic hit, we like so many of our friends in the retail industry had to take a step back and re-strategize and we were in uncharted waters. And truth be told, the optimism we felt during NRF week was drifting further and further away as reports of staff furloughs and store closings continued to dominate our news feeds. But then a shift occurred and as the world became more used to our new reality, many brands and businesses found their stride as they rolled out new pickup and delivery services and solutions such as contact tracing technology for workplaces and warehouses and even sanitizing robots. curbside pickup surged a whopping 208% between April 1st and April 20th compared to a year ago in the U.S. That's according to Adobe Analytics. To meet the sudden surging demand of grocery, Walmart has developed its speedy two-hour express delivery service. On a great example, I saw the Little Caesars commercial recently where they were highlighting their touchless and contactless pickup for pizza, where you scan your code from your phone without touching anything again, and a door opens up, and out pops the pizza box. (laughs) That's your order. By summer, restrictions were lifted and non-essential stores had reopened in most of the Western world. And then, retailers had a new challenge after protests over the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis rocked the United States, Canada, and parts of Europe. In response, scores of brands published statements and social media posts in support of the protesters as they called for the end of racism, bigotry, and violent policing. Nike shared a video that captured a lot of attention online, um, and it opened with, quote, For once, don't do it. Don't pretend there's not a problem in America. And surprisingly, on Twitter, Adidas, their competitor, retweeted the message, adding, Together is how we move forward. Together is how we make change. Ben & Jerry's received a lot of press with their candid retort stating that Floyd's death was a predictable consequence of a racist and prejudiced system. And Target's CEO made headlines when he said the company plans to face the pain with purpose. Since then, we've seen new diversity and inclusion initiatives from top brands, including Starbucks, pledge to increase the percentage of black, indigenous and people of color to 30% at the corporate level by 2025. Switching gears, one of the biggest winners of 2020 had to be the grocery sector, and with that came big wins for Instacart and other grocery delivery services. Last year, when we spoke about grocery delivery, we were apprehensive about whether or not consumers would trust strangers to pick out their meat and produce. Now, Instacart has paired up with the nation's biggest grocers, as well as Target and Walmart and other retailers signed on this year too. Big Lots, Bed Bath & Beyond, and most recently, Sephora are all now offering same-day delivery in partnership with Instacart. Speaking of Sephora, the beauty industry saw some stellar innovation this year. In August, we spoke with MAC Cosmetics VP of brand technology, Chris Silver, who touched on the importance of using intelligence technology to create personalized experiences that help cultivate better relationships with consumers. In the fall, Mac, in collaboration with our parent company, Valtech, unveiled its New York City concept store equipped with AR-enabled mirrors that allow shoppers to virtually try on products in-store. We saw other innovative technologies roll out this year, such as Lowe's for Pros job site, and learned from Petco's VP of Media about how the company transformed many of its stores into local distribution centers during the height of the pandemic lockdowns. As we moved closer to the end of the year, consumers, forecasters, and even retailers themselves were eagerly anticipating the rollout of this year's holiday shopping season. Fears of Shipageddon spurred by the increase of online shopping had some holiday sales beginning as early as October of this year, and retailers like Target and Walmart rolled out their Black Friday deals in the beginning of November. During this year's Black Friday Cyber Week, we saw a mass adoption of curbside pickup something that last year's guests were pretty split on. As we move into the final weeks of the year, I want to take a second to thank all of our listeners who tuned in as well as all of our wonderful guests who took the time out of their schedules to come on the show and share their insights with all of us. We at Rethink Retail are on break from the podcast during the holidays, but we will see you again on January 4th for a special 2021 predictions episode. It's going to be very insightful. I highly recommend you guys tune in. As always, I encourage you to connect with me directly and connect with the Rethink Retail team by following us at Twitter at Rethink underscore Retail. You can find me at Julia R. Hare. That's H-A-R-E. And you can also find us on LinkedIn at Rethink Retail. You can find me at Julia Raymond Hare and our website, Rethink.Industries or the alias RethinkRetail.org. Feel free to go on there and subscribe to our weekly email newsletter for the latest updates in retail and all the great content that we create for everyone in this industry. It's been a tough year, but I think 2021 will have some interesting and hopefully positive things in store. Without further ado, I'd like to just take one second to thank our amazing production team, including our show producer and writer, Gabriella Bach our audio engineer and editor, Trenton Waller, and our marketing and social media manager, Natalie Arana. Thank you guys. See you next year.